there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening, Paul Cooney here with the former Scotland Celtic striker Andy Walker is with us and I'm amazed Andy is off to the big match tonight everyone talking Qatar 2022 Brazil up against Switzerland 0-0 as they start the second half and Andy, you're leaving the studio here in the Gorbos and you are heading to tonight's match of the day it's not yeah. Portugal against Uruguay forget Portugal Uruguay <laughs> I'm going to air Pollock I've been on a bit of yes. Pollock watch recently I saw them uh, against Peters Hill yeah Recently, great value, nine quid to get in, less than two quid for a Bovro, <laughs> and uh, great entertainment. They beat Piers Hill 2 0. We're number one for Glasgow in the West, so come on the lock against Air United. <laughs> although I know you had some good times at Air as well. I think brilliant. that's brilliant. You're going to the match, the cup game down there, and then the draw afterwards. I take it you'll be doing the draw. <laughs> <laughs> Not been asked yeah. to do the draw, but as you say, all the big boys coming in after tonight. It would be truly remarkable if Pollock were to get anywhere near that level of performance that it had against Annan. Uh, to beat them 4-3 but I've been impressed with United this season haven't seen them so looking forward to seeing them in action tonight Just a few hours to go on the business day here and we're waiting to hear because Michael Beale is in town today QPR boss the former Rangers assistant is about to be announced as the new Rangers manager in succession to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who was sacked a week ago we'll speak about his statement which came out today but Andy how do you feel about Michael Beale in the number one position at Ibrox? I think it's a massive gamble. I think for someone who is so inexperienced, I totally get his reputation as a really good coach. But I think it's a a different pair of shoes to be wearing to be the the number one, to be making the shots. And I think the biggest thing at Rangers, and I've been saying it for a long time, what what do you have to work with? Any new manager coming in, what do I have to work with? He, He knows the strengths and maybe the weaknesses of the current squad, but does he have money to spend in the next window which opens in about six weeks because it was interesting to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst that he was working under exceptional circumstances what does he mean? What does that mean? Rangers fans what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 the new manager looks as though it is Michael Beale we've been saying that for a number of days and he should be unveiled it may well be tomorrow morning now Andy you would think but you never know just gone five on Monday evening World Cup as well are you enjoying it? give us your thoughts as Celtic fans did you enjoy Aaron Moy's performance at the weekend man of the match for Australia alongside Harry Souter who John Souter's yeah. brother so there's, there's always Scottish interest what do you make uh, uh, about Aaron Moy at the weekend? Yeah, I thought he played really well. I think he's shown his quality. It was good to see so many of the uh, Scottish-based players. Atkinson, I know he was injured for the second mm-hmm. game, but I thought he showed up well in the first match. You're talking about Harry Souter, who's gone down south. Yep. Um, it, it's it's really good to see them putting on a a decent performance. And uh, you know, I think they've um, I don't think they've let anyone down. Results could have been better, of course, but they were in a tough group. 
Let's take the first of the calls on 0808 17 17 700. We'll keep you up to date with events in Qatar. Nil nil at the moment, five minutes gone in the second half. A big Rangers fan is on the line, Derek. Good evening, Derek. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Andy. How are you? What are you thinking? How are you feeling about Michael Beale? It would have been my first choice of his last week, you know. Yep. Uh, that I would, have been, I would have liked to have seen Kevin Muscat or Sean Dyke, but we'll need to back Michael uh, Beale and uh, people can say he's inexperienced, but uh, you, should, you should be beating teams in the Scottish League. And I, I heard you say about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's statement. Uh, and and you about money. Rangers should spend twelve million pounds in the summer, and they should be good enough to beat teams in that league. And whether it was seven million pounds or not, most of these players have been very suspect that he signed, and a manager will be judged on his signings. And most Barry maybe Cholak, most of his signings have been suspect. Andy didn't get enough out of those signings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cholak, uh, Derek, I think Cholak has been a huge success, but I was really surprised just to hear Giovanni Van Bronkers talk about uh, pre-qualification um, for the Champions League that he would like two or three players. And post-qualification, he didn't get it. And he's talking about, in his statement, working under exceptional circumstances. I can only imagine that he was curtailed in some way and I think any new manager going to any club, whether it's Michael Beale or anyone else, if you get into Ibrox, and I totally accept that Michael Beale probably knows every single player there, but what do you have to work with? What does he have to spend in the next window that opens in six weeks? And I think that is the bigger story at the moment. Derek? But Andy, Andy spending £12 million in the Scottish League, you shouldn't be good enough to beat the opposition, maybe not Celtic, but you should be able to go toe-to-toe with the rest of the teams and beat them. The performance the performance level this season has been disgraceful. And it was under his watch. The players look unfit under his watch. All these injuries have got to be questionable in his training methods. I said after the old Firm game and Paul will confirm. You did. I'd have sat yep. him that night. No, Derek I, wasn't I, happy. I what, what, what about the, board the board fitness board. issue, Andy? What would you say on that? I don't agree with the fitness issue. I think any guy uh, like Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who can take that team to a UEFA Cup final, beat Celtic uh, in extra time after having played extra time in the Thursday night, I don't think there was an issue with, with fitness there. I think more importantly, Derek, there might be an issue with a commitment from some of the players, a focus from some of the players and I think that is what is missing I thought it was interesting in his statement Derek he didn't thank any of the players he didn't thank any of the board and he, he was keen to highlight I was working under exceptional circumstances what does he mean? Derek? But, uh, if he's talking about the money Andy Twelve million pounds a lot of money in the Scottish League when they're limited budget. He spent the money on absolute garbage. You can criticise every one of his signings. Ben Davis injured all the time. Sutter injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Barney says he wasn't ready. Well, why did you sign him? I remember, and I said this at the start of the season, there was a journalist called Derek Ray who works, I think it's German television, yep. and he says that Matondo and Tilsman weren't ready for Rangers. Now, if a journalist can see that, and a, a media pundit, why is the manager signing them? But and did, that, okay. press, Andy, you must know yourself, there are pressure Rangers and Celtic to win every single week. 
I, I, I accept that Derek um, I think there is a debate to be had who does sign the players there did Giovanni and Van Bronker sign every single one of them how much of the influence was down to Ross Wilson and I think these are I mean these are these are chats I'm having with former Rangers players so uh, no one is quite sure as to you know who who's bringing these players in I totally accept when you're spending that amount of money that you should be beating, you know, St Johnston in Perth and, uh, you know, Livingston at home and uh, not drawing points against St Mirren. I totally get that. But um, look at what Celtic have spent and Celtic are looking to spend a bit more because they're not only focusing on domestic matters, they want to improve in Europe. But do you take Derek's point that the 12 million should have been enough to beat every other team? You know, from that first game against Livingston or whatever, but Rangers were faltering in other games. Okay, they lost against Celtic and that was a really bad result from their point of view, Andy. Yep. But those, whoever the players were, they should have been able to see off every other team. I'm not convinced all the players are totally committed, totally focused, and I, I take wow. Derek's yeah. point. I, I'm, I, I speak to a couple of Rangers fans who are season ticket holders mm -hmm. and they tell me it's been a slog. It's been a painful watch. It's um, it's not been great football. And they're obviously looking for a bit better. And if Van Bronckhorst was to go, and obviously that was debatable, but he's gone now, who do you bring in and what sort of circumstances is he working under? How much does he have to spend to improve that squad in the summer? Because I'm listening to former Rangers players telling me the squad needs an overhaul. It costs money. Yeah. How much do they have to spend? That's all I'm asking. Derek, I'm sure you would agree, it does need an overhaul. But is it going to be damage limitation for Michael Beale till the end of the season and then more I money in the summer? Got, I think I think he's got to win one of the Cups, Paul, because you probably know yourself, some of the fans don't want him. I think he'll need to win one of the Cups. His, his first main game, I know people can say the old firm game, but his first main game will be Aberdeen in the semi-final. That'll be a really big one because I don't see him catching something. Uh, I did say, I did say, yeah, you go. Derek, his first game will be Hibs at Ibrox. That, that's yes, the big but game. I mean, his first big, I know, but and the uh, Rangers won't win the league. The league's gone. If you're being honest, I say this after after the last old firm game, the league was gone. Uh, his first major game and his big test when the fans will scrutinise him will be Aberdeen and the and the cup and because Rangers fans will probably want to win at least one of the cups. Do you go to the games, Derek? Yes. And w what have you seen? Is it enjoyable? Is it good football? What What are you seeing? Rangers are dreadful. I've said this to Paul before. Yep. Rangers, about 34 or 35 games and 34 of them are enjoyable. The rest have been dreadful. The Aberdeen game, for example, where he was under pressure, where Michael Beale was in the stands, that was a good day for you. I would, I think you'd agree. Barry at the weekend uh, was saying uh, in the record that don't take the job if you don't think you can overturn Celtic this season in the league. Now, I respect what Barry says. Is that possible, Derek? Do you think that Michael Beale could overtake Ange Postacoglu in the league this season? Well, that's is after the, the Celtic game, the league was won. Uh, Celtic won't drop nine points this season, mm -hmm. which is... Well, I think his message, Derek, his message to everyone, every single supporter, if he's coming out and being paraded in front of the press, his message will be, of course, we can win this. There's, you know, we're in December, a lot of points to play for. I'm going to improve the team. 
Uh, he might improve the players that are already there. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's a tall order to try and overcome Celtic. I think Celtic will probably strengthen in the window. They're already talking about going for a, the lad who's playing yep. at, um, mm. at the World Cup. Yep. Alistair Johnson. Uh, Alistair yep. Johnson. He's coming. And apparently, apparently, three that, million. apparently that deal has been done. So Celtic are looking to strengthen. And um, I think it's going to be a tall order for Rangers to overhaul a nine-point gap. But what he has to do, it's a bit like Ange Postecoglou when he came in. What do you expect him to do? You expected him to, you need to beat Rangers because it hadn't happened the, the season before. Mm-hmm. You would want him to win a trophy. But unbelievably, he transformed the club so quickly that they went on and won the title. They won another cup as well. And you've got pretty much every supporter buying into the entertainment that they're getting uh, home and away. Derek, thanks very much for calling. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers, Cheers, Derek. Derek calling in there. Uh, He did call it after the Celtic game. He wanted change at Ibrox. And he said he thought the league would be over. But, well, still a way to go. Well, Michael Beale can't say the league is over. He has to send a a strong message, a positive message. Uh, maybe in the background he'll have his own uh, thoughts mm. about how to improve things slowly but surely but uh, I keep coming back to it Paul the, the best way to improve the squad to spend a, a bit of money and I'm I'm, uh, I'm keen to see what Rangers do in the transfer market he's not going to surrender it right away just as signing as Rangers manager we're waiting to hear the uh, official that Michael Beale will be the new manager of Rangers. I know the QPR fans are not happy at all with him, having said four weeks ago that mm. he would have loyalty to them to go to Willis. He's obviously got a strong attraction to come back. I believe his family also enjoyed it in Glasgow, Andy. I'm hearing that, that they want to come back here. And somebody committed... Listen, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was committed to Rangers as well. Um, and it's interesting what you pointed out there. He didn't say thanks to the board, didn't say thanks to the players. That's so unusual. Players that he led mm-hmm. to a European final six months ago. It's yeah. almost unheard of. Yeah, I thought it was really strange yeah. and I think one or two have let him down and uh, the ones that we've been talking about for so long, the ones who, in my view, there's a question mark over their their focus and their commitment. I'm talking about guys like uh, Morelos and Kent. Yeah. They're out of contract at the end of the season. In six weeks' time, they could sign for uh, another club and, uh, you know, it'll be up to the new manager whoever he is, to, to see whether he'll, he'll still play them uh, between then and the end of the season. What you want, I, I've got no problem with anyone signing for anyone uh, when it's when it's in the, uh, the, the, the window. Yeah. But you need to show your commitment week in, week out. And I'm not sure either of those players have. What did you think of the the calling at the Celtic right back uh, derby Croatia and Canada last night? Um, of course, it was Juranovic up against Alistair Johnson. It's reported to be a three million pounds fee agreed, around ten percent going to the player. Um, it, happy news for Celtic. You wouldn't want to lose Juranovic though, having an assist in a World Cup. You, you wouldn't want to use him when he's out of the team. Normally, Anthony Ralston comes in, and I think Ralston doesn't let anyone down. You obviously need. Um, I think what Celtic are trying to have pretty much all over the pitch is uh, a bit of quality, uh, two players for every position almost. And the, you can see that. And if Juranovic goes, then, uh, you know, Alistair Johnson coming in, he'll compete with uh, Anthony Ralston. And uh, I don't think Ralston has let anyone down. No. 
He hasn't, has he? And uh, he's done well. He's in the Scotland he, squad as well. He's a player well. that has yep. been improved by the you know the current manager, the coaching sure. there. I, I spoke to a lot of uh, Celtic supporters a couple of seasons ago. They would have been happy to see the back of Anthony Ralston, but he is a much improved pl- uh, player under Postecoglou. And that word that you used, lacking in some of the players at Rangers, commitment. Anthony Ralston gives you everything. Here's he a committed does. Rangers fan back on the line. Sean is on. Good evening, Sean. How you how you doing? Yeah, good. Thank Hi, you. Sean. We're just waiting for the the news. It's Michael Beale. Uh, what are you thinking over the weekend about it? Well, I, I've actually been thinking even more negative about it because I've actually oh, been like looking up on that uh, Paul and huh? Andy. Um, I actually think Rangers are going down the cheap experience route, and actually, I, I've get, I'm getting him in May if he does not win the Scottish Cup or the League Cup. I think he'll probably be out of job by the end of the season. That's the, that's the scary thing. We should have pointed out Sean Dice. He was the right man for the job. Michael Bill is a coach and he's not got enough experience to be a manager. He's had the last four games at QPR, he's yeah. not got a win. So yeah, he was probably maybe a couple of games away. No, no way it's like in England. If he lost two or three games, he would have probably been getting the sack by QPR. And yet, yeah, signing a manager. As you know, no, four weeks ago it. he was joint top of the table and Wolves wanted him. But he obviously wants to come here, Sean. He's highly rated as a tactician. The players there like him. Now, how many of the players will be there in a year's time? Who knows? But uh, some of the Rangers, you're right, the Rangers fans are split on it. And Andy, I am surprised because Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard delivered success. I know it was the, the one trophy, but it was the trophy they really wanted. They stopped the 10. Yeah, uh, astonishing that they managed to to do that. But uh, let's not forget, Stephen Gerrard was the manager, and Michael Beale was the coach. And he, I've heard a lot of good things about his uh, coaching ability. But Stephen Gerrard was the manager, and Stephen Gerrard delivered uh, that title. And I totally get it. Michael Beale has had enough of coaching. He wants to be the number one. He wants the responsibility. No one's got any problem with that. I'm just really surprised that he's been giving, he's been given that uh, opportunity at a club the the size of Rangers. And Sean, how much money do you think he will need for this rebuild? To be honest, I'm going to say you might laugh at me. I think Rangers need to spend in the regions of twenty five to thirty million to compete with Celtic. <laughs> Andy, twenty five to thirty million, double they spent last year, this year. I mean, it's just not there, eh, Sean, is it? They're, they're not going to spend... It that. Like no, no, it, it's not there. So they're not going to spend anything like that. But Andy, Andy, where's all the money went to Europa League, Champions League season ticket money? It well, can't just all just disappeared. Well, you, you saw the latest set of accounts. A lot of people had put in loans. They were giving their money back. There's, I don't think there's any problem with that. Uh, there are some other issues, legal issues to be dealt with. Um, and I think when you listen to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst saying that he was working under exceptional circumstances, you can only guess that um, you know maybe he felt as though he could have been supported a bit more in the transfer market, especially post-qualification for the Champions League. Yep. Sean, that would be... I mean, it is unthinkable. Nobody would have £25 million to spend. But what, what, uh, yeah. ha- what happened to um, Patterson, um, Aribo and um, Bassi's uh, money then? 
Well, some of that money may still be there. The Bassey money hasn't uh, come in yet um, on Sky Sports. I can tell you it's just breaking there. And we'll tell you here, Michael Beale has left Queen's Park Rangers to become the new manager of Rangers Football Club. There you are. We're telling you at uh, 5.20, Sean. So while you were on, the new manager of Rangers is Michael Beale. Till 2026. So he has been given a a bit of time. Wow, four-year deal. Uh, Yeah, look... a huge amount of money has been spent on the stadium with the directors, Douglas Park, etc. Has been. There was a load of work to be done there. Mm-hmm. You're right, some of the loans have been paid back. People who put money into the club, not Douglas himself, but some of them. But the fans were baffled this year, going into the Champions League and not investing further. It definitely did. It baffled Paul, people. Yeah. Paul, you might learn a bit more when the AGM takes place in, uh, is it less than Monday. a week or just mm-hmm. over a week? Uh, less than a week. Yep. Um, I don't know, are you involved in that, Sean? Do you go to... Such an event. I, I used to I used to be on Club eighteen seventy two and I'll I'll too much um, I don't want to say the word but I've too much no, yeah. uh, on at that and that's how I kinda left. It just kinda it wasn't for me to be honest. Well I'm I'm sure there will be some questions the the likes of which you are posing there. So um yep. you know, I think you know, with Rangers announcing that Michael Beale is coming back to Ibrox as manager, he needs to give a very strong statement of intent. What does he want to achieve? What does he expect to achieve uh, between now and the end of the season? Because um, it's such a it's such a massive appointment. It's a massive opportunity for him. But at a club like Rangers, sometimes you need the tools to work with, and uh, he needs backing in this January transfer window. And I'm just wondering what sort of backing you'll, you'll get, Sean. And there's, there's the news. Yeah. In the last few moments, Rangers have appointed Michael Beale as the new manager of the football club, a contract that lasts from today until 2026. He is the new boss following Giovanni Van Bronker. Sean, thanks very much for your call yeah. as Brazil go one up more shortly. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Andy Walker. We're here with Macklin Motors, Brazil and Switzerland still nil-nil because the goal was chalked off. The breaking news we gave you five minutes ago, Rangers have announced that Michael Beale is their new manager signing a contract up until 2026. The 42-year-old joins from his role at QPR, having previously worked, as we all know, he was coach under Stephen Gerrard until just a year and a week ago. The club say, this is the official statement, it's an exciting appointment, with Beale undoubtedly one of the most sought-after young managers in British football. Indeed, it says, in his previous time at Rangers, he tirelessly supported Stephen Gerrard and the technical staff, working towards winning the title in 2021. While the club under Gerrard was relaunched on the European stage and built a superb reputation once there. It goes on, Beale has a strong existing relationships with many members of the first-team squad and, of course, fully understands the unique nature of Rangers and the demands and standards that come with representing the club. It goes on to date his coaching career has seen him hold roles within the academies at Chelsea and Liverpool as assistant manager at Sao Paulo in Brazil and also as first team coach at Rangers and Aston Villa of course before taking the QPR role in the summer. Beale will now have time to prepare his squad at the Rangers training centre where he was today with his first competitive game December the 15th at home to Hibs. 
albeit Jers will host Bayer Leverkusen in a friendly on Saturday, December the 10th. Rangers would like to put on record their thanks to QPR for the professional manner that they conducted the negotiations. Neil Banfield, Harry Watling and Damien Matthew are all mentioned. They will all join Michael at Rangers. So these, these are names we're going to hear. Neil Banfield, Harry Watling and Damien Matthew. Further appointments to be confirmed in the days ahead. The chairman of Rangers, Douglas Park, commented, I'm delighted to welcome Michael as our new manager as we aim to strengthen our, our, our on-field performance. And a quote, it also says the board will support both Michael and Ross Wilson, the director of football, to make this appointment a success. I wish him the very best going forward. On the appointment, Michael Beale said a few moments ago, it's fantastic to be back and to see everybody this morning. There are some new faces, but some people that I know really well. It's great to see everyone. Andy Walker, your thoughts, Michael Beale, the new boss. Uh, well, he has to make a, a statement of intent and I think uh, I'm wondering immediately, can he get Alfredo Morelos and uh, Ryan Kent to not only to up their game, but uh, can he get them to commit to the club? Their contracts are up at the end of the season, amongst others, but those two are pretty special names over the last few years for Rangers. And if they were to commit to Michael Beale and to Rangers... For, for longer than their uh, current contract, I think that would be a huge boost. He has to somehow convince them or else get them out the door and get players in that are uh, just as good. But I go back to it, Paul. If they are just as good, it costs money. Also, Douglas Park has said, Michael Beale is a very exciting appointment for us. His energy and ambition stood out both when he was here previously and in the discussions we had prior to him rejoining. And he mentions the, the 55th title, which Rangers won two seasons ago. That was mentioned in the press release. Let's take some reaction. Jim is on the line. Hi, Jim. Good evening, Jim. Try to go back. We can hear you on the, in the car there, maybe stuck on the motorway. Hi, Jim, East Coast Rides. I think so, just. What's your point, Jim? We can't, we can't hear you, but I think you're saying you're over the moon about the appointment. So, well, I think anyone, you know, you'll be, whoever it is, will be welcomed by uh, the Rangers supporters. But he, it's important to to hang on his every word. At you know when he's unveiled and in, in front of the press and the media, and I, I think he has to make a, a strong statement immediately about how he's going to improve uh, the results. Mm. It's really poor line. Uh, Jim, I think, is actually a Celtic fan. He says he's over the moon. You always get a bit of this banter going on, <laughs> but some of the Rangers fans have been on. Some of them are really delighted. Uh, and we hear, Andy, you pose a good question. Is is it too late, though, to get a tune out of Morellas? Is that ship not sailed? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what sort of relationship he had under Michael uh, Beale, but he was, he's was he been point. a different player mm. previously for Rangers. I think he's been totally committed He's been leaner. He's been hungrier. Uh, under he's, Stephen Gerrard and Michael Bale. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But they and had their moments with him as well, as yeah, you of know. Course, absolutely. Gerrard got fed up with it. Gerrard got yeah. fed up with it and eventually brought him round and he was a terrific goal scorer, uh, even although he gave um, Stephen Gerrard and Michael Bale uh, some problems. So what type of relationship will Michael Bale have right now with Alfredo Morelos, with Ryan Kent? Ryan Kent, someone who I think is good so much ability but we haven't really seen it this season and you do wonder if he's totally committed to the club he's at now does he have one eye 
on maybe signing for another club in uh, in January. So that's the news. In the last 10 minutes, Michael Beale is confirmed as the new Rangers manager. Worst kept secret. And that's not criticism. He was obviously, I think, Sean Dyche has been mentioned uh, a few times. Uh, so have a few others. Well, you heard Sean a few moments ago. But he looked to be the candidate that was in pole position. And it's all sorted out. And I do believe his family liked, liked to hear at Rangers. Martin O'Neill sitting in that seat on Thursday night yeah. when we talked about it. He said, look at how close Giovanni came to... Well, I'm paraphrasing now, but the greatness by being, you know, a fingertip away, a, a yeah. penalty miss away from winning a European title. Football is fickle. It's very fickle. And, uh, you know, we've spoken a lot about uh, Ross Wilson and his involvement. And I think when you were reading out that statement mm. earlier, Paul, Badly. it said <laughs> that the board will support both Michael Beale and Ross Wilson to try and make this uh, a, a appointment a success. So I think that tells you that the Rangers board are, are absolutely uh, happy with the role of the sporting director that uh, Ross Wilson has got, his involvement in previous years, getting Giovanni Van Bronckhurst in, getting those players in, some of whom have been more successful than others. And um, it remains to be seen what business will be done uh, this January because it's such a, such a big month. And I know that every manager has got their their contacts and, uh, you know, who will uh, Michael Beale be able to attract to Rangers that will make a difference to the team? Nine points in it. I think most people think they won't catch Celtic in the league, but other uh, Rangers fans are saying Celtic could lose some players in January. Juranovic, for example, having a great World Cup, but Celtic have strength in depth. But at nine points, Andy, do you think Peter Grant said last week he thinks the title is over? Do you? I don't think Celtic will lose it. I think Celtic are too strong. I think they'll strengthen again in January. Uh, I think when you look at the way that they play their style of football, I think there's a commitment there from pretty much everyone. There's a focus uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I think that's the big difference with every player at Celtic. Getting an opportunity and performing, I don't think you could uh, talk about any Celtic player who's not really been at it. There's, there's maybe half a dozen players that you can argue have been the best player in the in the first six months of the the season. Yeah. So I don't I don't see Celtic uh, giving away a nine point lead. If anything, I see them extending it. But I think what what you're looking for with any new manager at a club like Rangers, Michael Beale will will be asked, can you beat Celtic? Can you put a team together that can beat Celtic, and can you win a trophy? What do you think, Rangers fans? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 as Rangers appoint Michael Beale as their new manager. Watching the World Cup as well, Aaron Moy had a great weekend, man of the match, closely followed by Harry Souter. What a tackle he put in late in the game, Souter. How did he get away from Scotland, Andy? Uh, I know we've gained some players, yeah. but he's one that we lost to Australia. Yeah, and uh, I've seen him play a couple of games uh, down south. He seems to have a bit of ability, but you want him to improve. I think he's given himself a great chance on a such a, a a world stage that he might be able to to get himself a move to a, a bigger and better club. Celtic fans are saying, how come Japan felt they could go without Hatate and Kyogo to the World Cup? And I think they missed them both yesterday, didn't they? Well, I've got to say, I don't know that much about Japanese football. I've just been so impressed um, by the quality that they have brought to, to Celtic and to the Scottish game. They're their commitment here, their attitude. I mean, I think Hatati has been 
absolutely outstanding. Kyogo has been a brilliant goal scorer. Maida's, you know, a worker, a never say die attitude, mm -hmm. but uh, it was just strange that he was the one to go. And Kyogo and Hatate, who you felt were, were doing better here in Scotland, uh, didn't manage to convince the manager that they were worth uh, taking in that big squad. Glasgow's on Go Radio. Let's go on the lines. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on from Irvine. Hi, Paul. How are we doing, Paul? Are we good? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Breaking news, as you know. So what do you make about it? Michael Beale, the new Rangers manager. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. I think managers like that have got to cut the floor. We're going to Paul makes a good point about making they say that about great managers don't they yeah. and, I, and I think Paul makes a, an excellent point I think any manager coach worth his salt will come into a club and improve players that are already there I think that's really essential but you also need a bit of money to spend uh, you need players that you can rely on that might cost uh, a few million pounds I have no idea what Rangers can uh, or cannot do in the January transfer window I'm just guessing with Giovanni Van Bronker saying that he was working under exceptional circumstances. This is a guy who took that team to a UEFA Cup final. He won the Scottish Cup. He got qualification under difficult circumstances for the Champions League, got them the Champions League money, but he wasn't allowed to get the players in post-qualification that he wanted. That was surprising. And that would be... Uh, the reason why I wonder what Rangers can do in this next window, Paul. And I do agree with that. My, my thing is, is, I think some of the players didn't even like play for you. I know this, I know it goes back to the play for the badge and play for the club and the play for us that are playing and we're going up to the stadium and watching them. I mean, we're playing, playing hard on money for it. So I agree with that, but I'm no playing for the manager and I think bringing in big Michael Wheel and putting on Majera. Michael gave him a week and a boost and we've not really got to look at what we can spend on it. We've got to look at how we get to the end of the season and get in the best position possible. And maybe, maybe try and challenge sales, take a wee bit more. We don't know. And, and honestly, I think that he's done. I really do. Just kind of see him dropping the points. What, what, are his, what, what do you expect then, Paul, from the new manager? What, what's the minimum sort of requirement? Obviously, you, when I speak to Rangers supporters, it's been a slog at Ibrox. They obviously want to see better football. That's, that's what it is. So we're going up there and we're no enjoying the football. I don't mind, I mean, on and honestly, I don't mind if, I hate to say it, but if we lose against Celtic, we're straight results against Aberdeen and things like that and Hearts. Put on a great performance. Put dig in. Don't put in, don't show a great attitude. You know what I mean? Don't lead that apart where you can't walk after it. That's all we ask. So with him coming in, they just finish the season up with a good eye. Good performances, a good style of football. Paul, Andy Walker challenged and uh, put put the question: Can he get a tune out of Morelos, a consistent tune out of the guy that's been your best striker over four years? Not this year. Do you think he can get something from Morelos? I really, I really don't. I think he's a good player. 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 I think he's
happening in a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kenny's right, he's that sign now that Beal's come in. I don't think Kenny Joy played under Gio, I really don't. Uh, I heard early on when Gio came in and Mackie came in, they told Kenny that tricks were for circus, and that's a big part of his game. So I think that just kind of stylized him a wee bit, just to kind of go forward. They kind of brought a wee bit out of his game, but regarding Morello, it's 50-50 for him. His fitness, his attitude, isn't he great? So, in all honesty, I'd rather he went in January and get something for him. Yeah. I've been the offer him a new contract. That's just my feeling on it. Then bring in some deals just to back control I've got. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Morello's just pleased to be with us. And, and also, before I thank him, he's always, he always kind of he always gave, gave us good moments. Paul, Paul no, matter, no matter how it goes, you do get the feeling that Rangers have to give this man a bit of time. You you can't sack you can't sack Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, and then six months later get rid of another manager because maybe he hasn't won a trophy. I think your uh, point about the football being better, being being more entertained. I know results are everything, but you you'll get that with a better uh, quality of football, and Rangers have to stick by uh, Michael Beale because you can't get a reputation of getting rid of managers every six months. No, I heard the other caller was saying there about if he gets to the end of the season, he's the one that's going to stop things like that. And we're sitting saying, then, you know what, it is what it is. He's walking with players he's got, let's make them better, let's get a good style of football going, let's see who he wants to bring in, if we can do a couple in January, great. If not, pretty sure he'll kind of his eyes on some players that he wants to bring in, maybe some young players through the clubs that he's been through, also maybe some experienced players that want to come. So, yep. I think he's definitely got to get to Jack, get to the end of the season, let him put his mark in the team game, I have another season or two on that, and then we can judge him. You can't say, oh, he's, he's inexperienced, he's maybe not as too big a club for him. You can't say at the moment, go give him the backing of the supporters now, I think. Thanks, Paul. You're pretty upbeat at the news. Michael Beale is the new manager of Rangers as Brazil have gone one up. Casemiro scoring just a few moments ago against Switzerland. The Man United man. I mean, I yep. saw his effort the other night where it can back off the bar, but he, he's got one this time and he's made the difference against uh, an impressive uh, Switzerland side. But Brazil have got it done again. Up for more after the break. Marvellous. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and the news that Rangers have appointed Mick Beale as their 18th manager Rangers have a new boss in town He flew to Glasgow, he didn't take the QPR training this morning Which was a big clue And it's Michael Beale We first mentioned his name last week here on the programme with Rob and Mark they mentioned him right away. He was the favourite for it. I think some others were considered, Andy. There were talks last week in London with some other candidates, but Michael Beale, because Wolves, I think, thought they had him four weeks ago. But you wonder, well, we don't know. Did he? I remember someone saying at the time the job that would move him from QPR would be Rangers. But who would have thought at that point things would unravel so quickly? The nine points in it on the back of... 7-1 to Liverpool yeah, just forget, looking, for, yeah. Uh, when you forget about how, how difficult it, it, it's all going to be just the, the attraction of coming to Scottish football the the potential of winning trophies the potential of getting Champions League football that is what has uh, driven uh, Michael Beale's thoughts and uh, ambitions because you know you can go to the the Premier League in England and get all the riches you want and I'm sure there'd have been a lot of money to spend at Wolves, but I doubt you're going to get European football. I doubt you're going to win trophies. 
but you are playing in the most, you know, the richest and maybe most competitive uh, league in Europe. But Rangers obviously has it has its own, um, you know, challenges and ambitions there. It kind of bucks the trend when I think about it. And from a PR mm-hmm. point of view for Scotland, this is good news. Somebody leaving QPR, who, well, they were challenging for promotion, still a long way to go. Not a huge budget there at QPR, but he's coming to Scotland and he could have gone to Wolves, who I, are pretty safe usually yeah, in, in I, the top league. I saw, I did a Sunderland game earlier this season where QPR were playing and they were 2 0 down, and uh, their football was very impressive. Did they fight back to 2 2? And they managed to get yeah. a 2 2. Unbelievably, Paul, yeah. it was a goalkeeper who got the injury time equaliser so it was a yeah. you know it was a dramatic moment but just in in general yeah. terms their football was good um it was impressive and uh of course they had um they had Lyndon Dykes Indeed. Uh, yeah. down there Scotland and uh, yeah. he had a quiet game that afternoon but we we all know what he can do for uh, the national team so uh, it'll be interesting to see as I think our caller earlier Paul mm. he he just wants to see a better brand of football he wants to be yeah. entertained Obviously, you want results, but um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting appointment. He'd only been back in Glasgow once, as far as we know, certainly football-wise, mm-hmm. and that was the game against Aberdeen, which you remember after the European games, there was huge pressure um, that Gio was under, and yet uh, was it, they were goal down, and then Rangers yeah, trounced. They, they scored yeah. four, and yeah. by all accounts, could have scored uh, six or seven. So. Um, you know, if you if you're asking uh, Michael Beale to do what uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. did in his you know initial six months, that's a tall order. You know, winning a trophy. You know, forget about the European stuff because uh, Rangers are out of um, of Europe. But um, I think it's going to be a tall order for him to you know to improve the football, to win a trophy, and I think so much will depend on what businesses be able to do in uh, January. One eye there on Brazil, one up on Switzerland. There's uh, three minutes of injury time to go. Was that the Casemiro goal we saw just a few Water moments strike. ago? Tell Beautifully. us. Tell us. I mean, it just fell to him at the edge of the box and it's the way he struck it. It was on the half volley, caught it so sweetly. You know, if there's one criticism of the, the World Cup, it's, you know, maybe goals from outside the box, 30 yarders. We haven't really seen them. I know there was a, a Morocco free kick against uh, Belgium. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of free kicks. Um, but some of the games have been have been great, and it's an absolute treat to watch Brazil at any time. Lots of messages coming in at Go Football Show saying, "Welcome, Michael Beale or Mick Beale. I'm not sure. Down in London, they call him Mick Beale. We knew him as Michael Beale here at Rangers. Welcome to Ibrox as the club's 18th manager. Andy, I need to ask you, as a former great striker, what do you make of the change in the protocols um, about heading the ball?" On after the game, the day yeah. afterwards, and I, the day before. Well, I think it's such a serious issue, Paul. I, I think anyone forget the fact that I'm a, a former footballer. When you hear a stat that says, as a footballer, you're three and a half times more likely to be on the receiving end of dementia, I think it it, it gives you a bit of a chill. Uh, my mum had dementia. My mother-in-law had dementia. I'd like to know how they got it, and they were. You know, they never headed uh, a ball in their sure. life. But on the other side, I think I'm more likely to have avoided some heart diseases because of that lifestyle, maybe some other forms of cancer because of that lifestyle that I had as a full-time professional for 16 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, p- p- players don't tend to head the ball 
after a game, immediately after a game, you know, the day after. I think the, the day before, you can, you know, it's always a sort of light day. You can do... Set pieces. Set pieces. You can do corners. You can do free kicks. So there's a bit of heading going on there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it's uh, how it's schooled, how it's, how it's actually uh, brought into focus. Yeah. Now, I like that point you made there. That is an interesting one. That my father as well, it was dementia. Yeah but you didn't play football, so you never yeah. know. And the fitness that you've had perhaps helps people in general just, just in other general areas of their life. Yeah, where if you keep it up. You, you yeah. were maybe fitter than, than most and you had a you know a heart rate uh, better than most and uh, I was in reasonably good shape. I've, I've tried to, to stay fit and healthy, but it's always a chilling message to well, hear yeah. that you're three and a half times more likely to pick that up, especially... As uh, you know, some family members have uh, of course, succumbed yeah. to that. I thought so. of that today as we were Joe Maguire and News was calling you, and it's a very personal thing. You're saying, Andy, and, you're a great striker. Can yeah. I just talk to you about the fact that you know, yeah. players could be three and I, a half I, times I, more likely. I mean, we we absolutely have to do much more research, yeah. and I think that's ongoing with uh, with FIFA, with UEFA, with uh, PFAs, you know, around, mm -hmm. around Europe and the world. And um, yeah, there's a lot of work okay. still to be done. For Ange Postacoglu, one of the hallmarks is that he went into markets that we didn't really know, bringing four Japanese players here, for mm. example. Um, what about the young South Korean, the 24-year-old player, two goals today, Cho Gung Sung? So my point is, are we going to see more um, fishing in these markets to bring players that we wouldn't have thought of? And it might be one for Michael Beale at Rangers. Yeah, I th well, Michael Beale will have his own contacts, having worked at uh, so many excellent uh, clubs before, where he, he was at the academy at Chelsea, at yeah. Liverpool. He's worked in Brazil, uh, Sao Paulo, and uh, obviously he knows a lot of the young players at Rangers, so you would imagine that the likes of Leon King will mm -hmm. will um, maybe get a bit more uh, game time and maybe improve his game. And he's also been at Aston Villa. You know, he he, he might be able to attract some of the uh, the players there that we we don't know about and are looking for a big stage. So it's quite a CV, isn't it? When you look at the experience in Sao Paulo, biggest city in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, it's a tremendous coaching CV. Yeah. I, I think we all accept, Paul, that managing Rangers, being the front man, eh, not just putting on a training session, being a front man for absolutely everything and being asked to justify a level of performance, being asked to eh, explain why you've, eh, if he does make a massive turnaround in Rangers' fortunes, how did you manage to, to do it? It's, eh, it's a fascinating appointment and it'll be interesting to hear... Uh, when he speaks to the, the press and media. His relationship with the existing players is one thing, but that's short term. I'm mm -hmm. sure the directors have looked at it to say, is this someone who can help rebuild the club and the squad? Because yeah. people know you from previous times, oh, they want to work with you or not, but it's the ones that you can bring in, the ones you can develop. Could could he take some of the claim for helping to develop Aribo and Bassi? I know they were sold later, sure. but would that be part of his CV? Sure, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. He was part of the the coaching staff there that improved players. I think that's uh, been a big sell to the current Rangers board. And I think the fact that he, he will have to have a good relationship with Ross Wilson because Rangers have said in their statement that they are prepared to support both Michael uh, Beale and Ross Wilson. So, you know, Ross Wilson has come in for a bit of criticism, but it looks as though he's very much there to, to stay as well. Great. And, and he has just said, Ross Wilson, our players and staff at both Training Ground and at Ibrox are looking forward to working with Michael. He has a clear plan and will get to work with the group 
immediately, along with the technical and support staff and some new names coming in as well. Names we'll get to know, Andy, because it's never just one manager, is it, these days? It's the manager and the coaching team and the sports science. Yeah. It's big business, buying and selling management teams. It, it will help focus the players at Rangers just now about, you know, everything will be fresh now. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, a, a, a new name, mm. one that they know, but obviously Neil Banfield, Harry Wat, uh, Watling, Damien Matthew, he said he's going to bring in others. So um, behind the screens, are, behind the scenes, there's a complete restructure there uh, going on there. Brazil have won one nil, so that's uh, the game over. Looking forward to the match tonight as well. Aaron Paul, fantastic. Yeah, I was talking about the World Cup though, but it should be great tonight. Big crowds and sit, well, I don't think it's a sellout, but yep. Yeah. Pollock, what's your prediction? I think Aero will win. I think this is a step too far for Pollock, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they take on one of the, the better sides in the championship. Wow, the hour has flown in. Marvellous. We'll be back again tomorrow night at five. Stephen McGinn will be joining us. We'll be taking your calls. And that's it for tonight on the night when Rangers appoint Michael Beale, a three-and-a-half-year deal as manager of Rangers. Jokal Day is up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service So come and view the stunning new Toyota range All with up to 10 years warranty Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas Our formidable range of commercial vehicles including the Hilux Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.